Hello, my name is Courtney Howitt, and this is Not Our First Rodeo, a podcast on faith and life by Christian women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. This podcast is a Titus II ministry by King of Kings PCA, and each episode we're going to be featuring different women speaking on different topics based on some of the questions that we've gotten from you. So we hope that this is edifying for you as you continue to grow in holiness and maybe by the grace of God, you'll make less mistakes along the way. Hello, this is episode 11 of Not Our First Rodeo, and today we are taking on a controversial topic. We'd like to look at everything through a biblical worldview, and we're here today to apply that worldview to a growing phenomenon that we've been seeing. I want to ask you, how are we supposed to view alcohol? What about our children and our roles as Christian mothers? I can tell you that it shouldn't be the same way that your unbelieving neighbor does. This episode is a caution to women of the dangers of allowing the world to define your duties and an invitation to live out a higher calling. So let's get started. Today, we're going to cover the topic of mommy wine culture, and maybe that's A phrase you've never heard before, you know, but we've been hearing it more and more. And it's hard to define, but it's been popularized as a form of self-care for young moms who feel like they can't deal with their kids or get through the morning without, you know, a mimosa in the morning, a wine at, at lunch, and then happy hour, happy hour, yeah, things like that. So we want to say straight off the bat, I mean, we're Presbyterians, we have no problem with alcohol, enjoying God's gift of alcohol. But it seems like even Christians have jumped on this bandwagon and what we see is a growing underground progression of women becoming addicted and using wine as an idol. So I'd like to talk about those things today. This topic is big and um, I think we're talking about wine, but what we're really talking about is, or alcohol, but what we're really talking about is why it's needed, mm. I think, more than anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, the underlying reason women, young women especially, are feeling they need to drink. Right. It seems to be framed within the context of raising kids. And I think there's something really important there. You know, how are we viewing our role as mothers and... And what a blessing kids are. Right. And I think um, culture has sold younger moms, this generation's moms, a really false bill of goods. And you guys are led to believe that it should, you know, not that you're playing dolls, but that being a mommy is supposed to serve you. Mm-hmm. And that's completely opposite of what scripture teaches. So, of course, if that's your mindset and that's where your worldview is coming from, you're going to struggle in that job because it's an only hard job and Mm -hmm. it's an only hard job every day, you know? So, you know, I had a part of me that felt defensive for these moms because we're not talking about the boys and their cigars and their whiskeys, but this isn't, um, they're not coming home and I need my whiskey. I need my cigar. And I don't see that it's, any different than uh, I need a third piece of cake or a fourth candy bar, but the consequences of this mm-hmm. are 
different than just diabetes and <laughs> not fitting into your jeans. So, um, you know, just practically, this is an expensive escape. If you're yeah. taking out two or three bottles of wine a day, that's a big chunk of family budget. And I feel like it's not good stewardship for one thing. <laughs> um, right. You know, even Good Morning America, USA Today, The Washington Post, and Nightline have all covered this. So the world is talking about this being a problem. Which is why we... We have to address yeah. it because, you know, we know it's a problem in churches as well. I was talking to a young woman who were, were basically acquaintances. But anyway, she put it on Facebook that what started out as funny memes and things like that... Um, joking around with her friends has developed into such a negative habit that she was too buzzed to even enjoy her kids. She, so women are drinking to deal with their kids, but actually they can't. And she said she realized, I'm getting drunk almost every day. And so she's gone completely off, you know. Right. Um, because it, it devalues children when they're constantly hearing, you know, mommy needs wine, or it's on t-shirts, it's on mugs. You know, how would you feel if your mom was saying, I have to go to an idol, basically, in biblical terms, to, to deal with this? To cope with mm -hmm. my role here. Yeah, and as Christians, we have other resources besides wine, right? Right, we should. We're not, <laughs> we're not utilizing them, and so we have to ask why would you use this, go to this instead of a resource that you have available mm -hmm. through the church? And I don't necessarily know why, you know, they're, this is their the go-to. It, it's not a safe place if you're drunk to be, you know, they wouldn't want you to operate machinery. <laughs> I don't know that they right. feel like it's safe to be, you know, dealing with your children. Oh, exactly. You know, so I think it's it's so easy to um, retreat into your own world. You know, we don't want to use the other resources that involve reaching out to other people because we are either we're embarrassed by by what we're doing. We know that it's wrong in our hearts, mm -hmm. or um, we don't want to be shamed for it. We don't want to to point out that there is a problem. Um, so you don't want to, you don't want to use those things that would be harder, right. like reaching out to your friends or something to cope with motherhood, rather than having something easy like a couple of glasses of wine with yeah. dinner and couple in the and then a couple in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so well, what do you think's the problem underneath this? Well, so I think that um, there are several contributing factors. Number one. Uh, many young moms, young girls who are having a baby think that, oh, I'm going to have somebody that's going to love me. Mm -hmm. And and children do love their parents, but they're also lots of work and lots of effort. And sometimes very young moms don't anticipate that level mm -hmm. of trial right that comes with caring for a small child um i think too that we have idols that are underneath the wine right right we yeah. 
are looking for comfort. We're looking for ease. We're looking for making things feel smooth. Mm -hmm. And wine, we think, is one way to do that. Um, it's, it's really difficult. And I think the other, another piece of all of this is isolation. Mm -hmm. Because with social media, we see such curated lives. You know, if you're not in community, if you're not communicating with other moms in your situation, and all you're doing is looking at Facebook, then everybody's happy, everybody's smiling, everybody's doing great. And then it's very easy to feel like you're the only one struggling. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true. But then on the opposite end, you also have these uh, this movement that's kind of fighting back against that. And so you have all of these women who are coming out now and saying, my kids are the worst. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I, I can't stand my kids. They're so annoying. I can't wait to ship them off to school. Um, I mean, you, you hear so mm -hmm. many different things. And so I think when we finally have people in the social media realm that are speaking out to things that we sometimes feel like I'm really annoyed right now, or my, my kids are getting on my last nerve, whatever. Um, you, you cling to that because you feel like, Oh, somebody does understand me. Um, but this is the world's option for coping. Here's a glass of wine. Here's a, a bunch of people to, to complain, to, to complain with, indulge with, indulge with. Exactly. Um, but that's all they have to offer. <laughs> yeah. you know, they have nothing more than that. And when the, the wine doesn't help, when it when it just numbs you to what's going on and you wake up in the morning and you feel worse than you did the day before, they have nothing else to give you. Right. They just have yeah. a place for you to sit and gossip about your children. Or your and, husband. Or your husband, mm -hmm. your entire family, and to drink your day away. And Yeah. And it's really sad. You know, the idea that, right. that moms have... Tumblr's filled with alcohol and it says mommy's sippy cup. That that's not funny. You know, and and kids see that. The other thing I was thinking, you know, when you all were talking is God has given us resources to deal with temptations and frustrating frustrations because raising kids is frustrating. They whine, they're selfish. You know, no one is saying that this is a walk in the park, but when you think of you know, if you're going to take refuge in wine, as opposed to, you know, we have prayer, we have God's presence, mm -hmm. we have community. You know, Linda, you mentioned isolation. I think that's huge. But, you know, you can find a group of people to hang out that don't drink all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this is where going to a church and making some friends there. Uh, in a future episode, we're going to be talking about you know, relationships between older and younger women. Um, this is a time when, you know, if you're struggling, no one's going to look down on you. We all struggle with making comfort our idol. We just might, you know, mine's not wine, but I have to be careful that I don't use food to numb me, you know. So we're all battling something. And and I think we should use the resources God has given us and, um, and not go to this. Mm -hmm. I think I love, I mean, I love the reformed camp's view of alcohol, but what's weird is I've heard sermons and books and everything about 
the blessings of it. But I have heard very little warnings about like this can ruin families. This can hurt children. There's neglect. I mean, there's problems like with any gift and will decry, you know, unbridled sexuality, right? You have no problem, but very little is said about, you know, and when you do, it's kind of like, don't bind my conscience. You know, it's like, and we're not, we're not saying you can only have one glass of wine. You can only have, we're, this is not, you know, prescriptive in that way, but just saying this could be a sign of an underlying problem. And statistics are showing that it is alcohol disease, alcohol related diseases a young, among young women have quadrupled in the last 10 years. And COVID hasn't helped, but they're seeing women in their twenties, thirties, and forties with cirrhosis of the liver and, and other uh, drinking related diseases. So, well, I think like, so if we believe that what one generation tolerates, the next generation embraces, uh, what does that mean for our children who are seeing us with tumblers that say mommy's sippy cup and mommy juice and, you know, ragging on their kids and their husbands? What does that mean for their generation? Mm, if this is point. the culture that they're growing up in, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. Yeah. For what that means next. Right. And, you know, that's just, that's just history that always, mm-hmm. it never gets better. It continually gets worse. And, you know, when I was saying that I feel like this younger generation is just sold a really faulty bill, bill of goods. You were told that you're, it should be easy and that your children are there mm-hmm. as a way to serve yourself. And that's so wrong, but I think it's, I think young moms are probably too embarrassed to say parenting is boring. Like it is boring playing the same game Mm. the same way, the same (laughs) time all day long. With somebody who gets mad at you that you're not playing it the right way. Right. And (laughs) they're cheating and (laughs) crying because they lost. Yeah. Yeah, Like as a grandmother, I hate playing Avenger games. I I don't want to hold another guy. I don't want to play another thing. It's boring. Like it, it's, it is boring and it is frustrating. And so you get in it and you're like, this is nothing I expected. And, and the, the counter to that, that like, yeah, let's bless this mess and embrace just how horrible this is. That's not helpful either. And neither is the shame and guilt that you have every single day of, I did it again. I failed again. I still can't figure out how to do this. And so it isolates a young mom in it it gets her to just keep going deeper and deeper into her shame. And we would never encourage any other area where a woman would feel guilt and shame. We would, we would never want a woman to stay in a place where she's feeling that. So we, we need to find a balance, I think in the church, especially Mm -hmm. where, yes, you can say these kids drive me nuts, but the fact that you are, that leads you to a place where you're hating and resenting your children and your family. That's sinful. And so is, it's not sinful, but it's awful to just have to stay in your guilt and shame over and over because you can't find a way out. And yes, hard days are hard, but there is something you can do about it. You can, you know, talk to other women and find groups. And this year and last year especially has been really hard. We're very isolated as Linda was talking about social media, social media is like the most social way to be lonely. Mm -hmm. Motherhood is lonely. You're doing it all by yourself and you're tired. And I don't know how wine 
makes you not more tired, <laughs> but, but you know, you just, it's just this cyclical thing that, um, we have to be able to find a way for these girls, these young women to be able to come and just say like, I'm in that. Mm-hmm. I, am, I am in the boredom. I yeah. am, I am not loving this job. And I thought it was going to be like playing dolls mm-hmm. all day and I don't like my dolls anymore. Um, and yet if we, you know, we can learn to enjoy our children, right? To put expect mm-hmm. some expectations off to the side and realize this is a long-term project raising kids. Yeah. It's not like, you know, something that's over in a few years even. We need a long trajectory. I think we need to cheer each other on. And, and you know, if someone's listening and, and maybe you've gotten it in just a bad habit, you know, right. of drinking too much and it's become your escape you know, that's the time to really connect with others. We had um, a woman in our church, and she has shared her testimony publicly a few times, but um, she was lonely, you know, lived alone and started drinking, and then it got out of control, and she was really afraid, but she came to the leadership of the church, and she thought they were going to, like, really rebuke her, and it was the opposite. They were like, that's excellent. This is how it's supposed to work. God moves on your spirit, and we want to help you, and... And she's now, you know, like eight years sober and uh, said she never expected that kind of response from a church. So I think sometimes the church gets a reputation that's unfair, you know, because what's put on the media is always the worst of us. Right. And, and we have plenty of warts all over us, but um, we are a place that can help each other with with their addictions. And, you know, it's not just wine, pornography among women. Women is on the rise. Young women. One out of three pornographic sites is visited by a woman. Um, There's a boredom, like you guys were talking about, and then just a need to be grounded on what we're to be about, what's our purpose, and how to focus our eyes on Jesus. Yeah, and it's it's tricky because you definitely want to have a place of compassion and and grace, and yet there are still times where you have to be like, yeah, you got to mop your floor. And yeah, you got to play the game with 100,000. That's the job, kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, there is going to be that you ha- you do need to hear. The culture is not telling you that you should have to just clean a toilet. That This is be beneath us now all of a sudden. And I'm not sure <coughs> what these women thought the job was, but it clearly was not anything the job actually is. And... Uh, I, you know, I think the church needs to be a little bit more bold at telling these women things maybe our generation heard and it was easy to hear. Like, you know, I, I don't hear young women talking about they got 20 loads of laundry to do or it takes them this long to clean their house. Like, you're not hearing that conversation and, and that's the job, you know. And so mm-hmm. trying to find that balance where, yes, there is an expectation for you as a mom raising children in your home, but grace is still equally um, needed in the church. And I mean, we know there's definitely churches that are going to, would condemn and rebuke, and we would hope that we would stop doing that as a church, you know, and embarrassing ourselves in that way. But, um, you know, I think both sides of that coin need to be talked about. Yes, it's boring, but yeah, you also have work to do, and you cannot do it. If you can't get yourself up off the floor. If somebody 
uh, is listening and they are trapped in this boredom cycle or this self-loathing of their family, what would you guys say would be the first step out of that? Well, obviously they have to realize that they want to live a worldview differently than they are, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but if they if they don't and they're like, no, I don't want this to be what my family heritage is. I don't want this to be the legacy I leave as a mom. And they want out of that. I think they should talk to probably a woman they know to be bold and gracious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My two cents. Yeah. I think, I think that's the start. You know, we got to get... You know, we don't broadcast our sins everywhere. You know, that's not always great to do. Um, we need to make sure we can trust someone. Um, but, and they, and they can get you started with some, I mean, accountability is only so helpful, but they can come alongside, they can pray, they can cheer on, they can give like practical advice. We, you know, we've made every mistake, like we've said, but the one thing that age gives you is perspective. And I can say right now, there's no one in the world I enjoy more than my kids and their spouses and my grandkids now that they're adults. It is the fruit is so beautiful at the other end. Invest in your kids. Teach them God's word. Have fun. Let them see you just having a blast with them. Because, you know, if they if they are perceived as being a burden that some mommy has to escape from, that's going to affect the long-term relationship. And, you know, I I wouldn't trade anything for what I have with my kids right now. I know, you know, you guys feel the same way. Um and I think it's important, too, is to help people say, you know what? Well, yes, your kids, your home, your husband, that's your number one ministry. I think it's really healthy to have an outlet of some kind. Mm-hmm. You know, use your gifts. You're not only a mom. That's, you know, of course, one of the most important roles. But also to say, you know, if you were an artist before, find a time once a week to paint. Or, you know, you like to read, have a weekly book club. You know, yeah. and I think that helps you. It refreshes you. That fills you up to where you can go back and go to, you know. And it's, I think trenches. that's really important. Uh, you know, I I loved being a mom. I loved, like, every age. I was not at two waiting for them to turn four. I really enjoyed being a mom and taking care of them. But I cried in a closet probably three days a week. It's hard. Mm-hmm. They drive you crazy, and but that's part of that's part of the fun. That's part of what it is. And you know, we have this. I think, especially this generation, I see it in my kids. But you guys are some somehow someone has told you you're supposed to be perfect, mm. and it's not that it's okay to just throw up your hands and walk out the door and I'm done with this because these kids are crazy and my husband's blah blah blah, but. The, if you're living in a reality that, yeah, this is going to be hard. I'm going to have hard days. This is part of it. You know, hard's not impossible. It's just hard. And you can do more than you think you can do, you know. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, I'm thinking, like, this wasn't an issue for our generation, and I can't figure out why. Um, I think, like you said, they, you know, they went into it, our moms, thinking, that this was the highest calling. Yeah. And they loved it even though it was hard. I think it's you just kind of have to change the lens you're looking through. And as Christians, 
we look at what a heritage children are. They are all the time considered blessings. Now, because it's hard doesn't mean it's not a blessing. And we need to quit believing the lies of the world that, yeah. you know, it's me, it's my self-fulfillment, it's my... No, mm-hmm. it's not. And We're I, raising Christians. <laughs> I am so sad for the woman who's believing that this is what she needs to do because the Jesus plus coffee, wine, whatever... That is anti-gospel. You know, Mm -hmm. you are believing in anti-gospel when I need is not answered by Jesus. And that's a sad reality. I wouldn't want want any of our young girls to feel like that's how they're living their days with their kids. And Mm -hmm. because if you're living that yourself, how can you preach the proper gospel to your children? It, it's just, um, it's sad. I I wouldn't want them under that burden. So just probably like any other struggle, we need to understand the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, that repentance and forgiveness are a normal part of everyday life, whether it's this or anything else, and we are meant to keep our eyes on Jesus and live in community. This has been a discussion based around only one way that we have seen heart issues manifest themselves into self-destructive behaviors. But by no means is drunkenness the only way our idols rear their ugly heads. Maybe this mommy's juice lifestyle isn't where you're at, but you can see that idols and misplaced priorities have manifested differently in your life. Either way, we hope that this episode has been edifying to you. We want to encourage you. If you have any strongholds on any idols in your life, there are people who have been there and want to walk you through it and help you out the other side. Reach out to your local church. Find a woman who you can trust, someone who can understand the hardships of this life, but who will push you closer to Christ. I think we all could benefit from a friend like that. If you're interested in reading a few articles about mommy wine culture, I will link them in the notes for you. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss our next discussion on Titus 2.